there has been a ton of consolidation in the market research space over the last year. You know, Dynata has done a number of acquisitions. There's been quite a few others. Just follow uh, MR Web if don't know what's happening. All those individuals that have been displaced need jobs. And at the same time, one of the number one things that I hear from insight professionals inside of brands is they're looking to hire. Laura with Cranbrook Search Consultants is a really good contact for you to make if you are looking for a job or you're looking to place somebody. Uh, in her interview, we talk about tips and tricks for both finding good talent as well as making yourself very attractive for prospective hires. So I hope you find value here. And as always, you can find her contact information in the show notes. Great book, Search Consultants. I'm here with the CEO, right? Laura, mm -hmm. how are you today? I'm doing very well. Um, anxious to get downstairs. It's actually a pretty good setup this year. There's multiple separate rooms, excellent food as usual, some charging stations. So I like the setup so far. Yeah, I like it too. You know, they've got um, just over a hundred additional uh, participants in this year's show versus last year, which is bursting at the seams, which yeah. I think is a big deal because it was in Atlanta historically, and this is the first year they moved out of that market, which usually mm -hmm. you would see sort of a decrease in attendance, uh, I would think. Right. I think I think because they moved it out of that one in Georgia, I think pe it probably encouraged people because remember there was just that one hallway that had all the booths. Yeah. And you could you could like, barely move. Yeah. So yeah. I thought that was too too crowded. Yeah, it was super. It had that the feeling of a house party. <laughs> Which isn't bad. <laughs> no, it's not. I know. I kind of liked it, to be honest. But We're kind of having a party here. Yeah, I yes, agree. this is a party. Totally. So you've been in the market research space for quite a while. Yes. Tell me a little bit about what it is that you guys do. So we hire um, full-time permanent uh, professionals within the market research space. Um, so it can go pretty much business developers. It can be more C-level um, and generally, I would say director on up. People don't usually come to us for, say, analyst level roles unless there's 10 that they need immediately. So it's like scale type thing, right? Yeah, totally. What is, there's a couple of different matchmaker type service companies inside of our space, as you know. Of course, you know who all of them are. What is sort of the point of differentiation? So um, I've been... so. I, we have a value prop that I think is kind of unique. First of all, my business partner, Matt O'Mara, was a researcher. So he really, you know, talks Understands the talk. The, and yeah. so if there's a, you know, some probing that we need to do to really qualify the job, he knows how to kind of get there from a research perspective. So he's a researcher turned recruiter. I have been a market research recruiter since day one. I've never recruited for like cell phone salespeople or anything like that. So I started out as an outside recruiter at an external firm. Then uh, I worked for TNS for five years. Then I was recruited by GFK. So I worked at GFK for a couple of years and then back at Kantar for another couple of years. So this is really all I've done. I mean, from a, from a journey perspective, you're uniquely positioned to you know, have the ears of all the major players and what sort of openings are uh, exist. I've never used a recruiter, but I've always been fascinated with, I have, I have from hiring people, but never on the other side of it. Like, what does that journey look like for somebody that's, you know, at what point do they start enlisting the relationship? Uh, and then, you know, what is that? Like, what kind of time frames are around that? Mm -hmm. 
So usually you, we hear from clients when they're kind of at their wits end. If it's the first time we've ever worked with them, they're exhausted. You know, they've, they've posted a job on LinkedIn and they're getting massive amounts of resumes and none of them are even close to what they need. So the first time that we meet a client, it's usually just because they're exhausted and beat up and they thought they could do it. You know, post a job on LinkedIn and read some resumes and hire someone. How much easier can it be? So, um, right, exactly. <laughs> it's, that's, that's a tough one. So we kind of ease them into it slowly. We let them know that we're here to save them time. So our job isn't to further congest their inbox with spraying and praying multiple resumes. Our job is to send them a couple that are what we think dead on. And that seems to be like a bite of a York peppermint patty for them. It's so refreshing. Great reference. So thank you in case we have any sponsors out there. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it, that's always fun to kind of ease somebody's burden that way if, if, for a first timer. And then um, I would say after that, um, business developers are always difficult for um, companies to find business developers. They're just tough for, for companies to recruit on their own because multiple reasons. It's hard to really assess some a business developer on paper. It's really tough. Um, and it takes some time because as soon as you find one, they're gone. Business developers do not last on the market long. So there's multiple reasons why people come to us. So from the, what about from the other vantage point of like the business development person or executive that may, do you do executive placement as well? Mm -hmm. The executive, what, so they, at what point should they be thinking about building a relationship with you? Now. Okay. So yesterday. So it isn't necessarily that they have, even have to be looking at that this particular point in time. Oh right, and that's that's kind of interesting to get that across at conferences, right? So, you know, I've known some of these people for these people here for a very long time, and I've had relationships with them. So when I go up to their booth to say hello, I'm saying hello as a person. Totally. Um, but I am still a recruiter, mm -hmm. so you know. Maybe there's their boss is there, or they get a little nervous because they may think that you know I'm there to recruit them, and and so I'm just here to continue the relationships. I mean, I feel like it's funny. I feel like I've seen some of these people grow up, and I'm the same age. But it's <laughs> me just, too. I'm definitely frozen it's in time. Just, it's, <laughs> right, right. It's just so fun to just watch people and go, "Oh, where are you now? Oh, you moved there. That's great. I saw it on LinkedIn." It's just a long-term relationships so they don't have to be looking now um, and even for the clients they don't have to have any recruiting needs now it's just to make that connection got it that makes a lot of sense and if somebody is interested in like transitioning what sort of time frame I'm not asking for myself what sort of time frame does that usually look like with you guys well so from a candidate perspective so it depends on if they fit the jobs that we have open. So that's sometimes difficult. Say, you know, people get laid off, multiple people get laid off. Um, they will bombard us, right? Because they should. Um, but if we only have a certain set of jobs and they don't fit that job right now, we can only kind of keep them on our radar screen or put them in our database. Um, but if they 
match what we have open. It depends on the client, but I don't know if you can tell right now. I kind of keep things going. I definitely am getting that vibe <laughs> from you. I need things now. I go right for the frosting on the cupcakes. So um, I would say start to finish. I mean, it shouldn't take more than a month. Crankbook. Cranbrook. Cranbrook. Sorry. Crankbook actually would be a fantastic Cranbrook. name. Cranbrook. <laughs> that would be good. Cranbrook. How did you guys come up with that name? Um... Not mine. Uh, my business partner, Matt O'Mara, lives near a private school in Michigan called Cranbrook. All right, there you go. thought it was kind of cool. Um, so he came up with that name. Perfect. Laura, thanks for being on the Happy Market Research oh, podcast. Wait. Oh, wait, there's more. Yeah, no, I get to ask you a question Oh, now. okay, got it. Um, what are fun. your... Um, let's see, let's think of it. Okay, um, what, are, what are your three favorite words? Oh, my three favorite words. Oh, you know. Have um, you been asked this question? Never. Okay. Um, unflappable oh, is one. one of my favorite words. Uh, um, definitely green. Green? <laughs> yeah, I like green. You're green? And probably I'm fuck, but I'm trying to say it less. So that's like part of my... That's we can like, swear on this show? Well, I mean, I can. You can too. So the... Um, yeah, so that's my... That's my... Okay. That's my framework of three favorite words. Okay, I didn't know that we could swear because <laughs> that totally changes the rules here because that is my number one favorite word. It is it just fun. gets so much energy out. When I was in high school, never forget, this was more than a few years ago, it, I was a sophomore and I was sitting in a math class and a student came in they, they use students to kind of like communicate in, in between classrooms so that you know if like administration would send a student to talk to somebody i don't know geez i might as well smoke signals i sound so old now so uh they they send this student in and the student said something to the effect of the fucking administrator wants a fucking kid to do this fucking thing to anyway and so uh he left and the teacher just sat there and busts up laughing and goes that was a perfect illustration of how many times or how many ways you could use right. one word. Noun, verb, yeah. Yes, adjective. Mm -hmm. So it was just like, it was hilarious. So anyway, yeah, it's a, definitely been a word that I've I love that. Okay, for then, a while. So what about your three least favorite? The words Ooh. that you can't handle, like hearing, it gives you the shivers. So can't is a huge word for me that I don't, not a fan because of. Because of how it sounds or what it means? can't is it's like a negative for me it's like this negative okay, so darkness yeah oh. totally it's like not my favorite okay yeah for sure other other words i don't like mm, that'd be interesting i don't know i've never actually I'll thought tell about you mine. that tell me um i hate the word pus Ooh, that is a good word to hate i hate i hate everything about it okay i hate the word phlegm okay i agree i'm with you i a little terrified that you're gonna have three um no <laughs> 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 moist doesn't bother me like it bothers some people, but some people can't stand the word moist. Okay. But I can't stand the word succulent. Succulents. Succulent, a, like a plant. Yeah, 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 plant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Even though I like succulent. the word succubus. Succubus, which I don't know what that means. It's a, a, creat a female creature. Oh, it's creature. a female creature yes. with a tail and horns. Yes, you're right. Totally. Yeah, she has succubus. a whip and will take your soul. Yes. Something to the effect. Exactly. My gosh, you're bringing it back to now. It's my 80s D&D days. Ooh. Okay. All right. Laura, if somebody wants to get in contact with you, how would they do that? Um, LinkedIn would be fantastic, but um, email would be better. Uh, so it's laura at cranbrooksearch.com. That's C-R-A-N, excuse me, B-R-O-O-K, 
Search.com. Search. Search.com. Crap. You got it. Okay. We'll include that in the show notes. Thanks for joining me on Happy Market Research Podcast. Have a great rest of your show. Thank you so much.